Hello and welcome to the Compatible You podcast where we speak weekly about the ways we can dismantle diet culture and body shame as we work together to bring light to the shame surrounding healing our body image and our emotional health. We start the hard conversations to hopefully give you the strength and courage to do the same. All right, so first off, I'm going to talk about the elephant in the room here, and that's my voice right now. So I had a pretty crappy allergic reaction about two weeks ago now, and it just completely knocked me. And when I have these reactions, the following few days, well, weeks now, (laughs) I kind of feel like I've got the flu, and apparently this time it's just sticking around and hanging on for dear life, which means you're going to have to put up with old croakster over here. You know, I did kind of think about not putting up a podcast this week because I was, well, you know, I wasn't insecure about my voice at all, but, you know, more so hoping it's not going to be kind of annoying to listen through. I mean, hopefully it's not and you do enjoy the episode and if not, well, you know, shit happens and I don't know, hopefully next week's episode my voice will return and you'll be able to, I don't know, listen to that one a little bit more easier, who knows. Anyway, um, I do want to start off this podcast episode today with a trigger warning, because in this episode, I am going to be talking about eating disorders, disordered eating and triggers around eating disorders and that disordered eating. So please, if this is something that you believe may trigger you, just please don't listen. Like, I bloody appreciate your support and listening to these podcasts, but that support is not as important as your health. So please prioritize yourself first. Okay, so let's jump on into the episode. So this week, um, I announced the event that I'm going to be holding on the 6th of August here in Port Perry, and that's called My Stories of Hope and Recovery. And that's going to be a night dedicated to bringing awareness to eating disorders through the lived experience of me and my two incredible co-hosts, Evan and Asia. I have posted this on my social, so check it out. But yeah, I'm going to be putting a link to it um, in the bottom of this episode because I'm really excited to spread the word about that. And I guess, first of all, you know, I was actually really proud of myself this week for actually kind of taking a moment to stop and reflect. Like, I think when you're a bit of a perfectionist, which is definitely how I identify, it's kind of easy to just go like to, I don't know, kind of go, go, go all the time and kind of live in that world where it's like, cool, all right, I've finished this. Now let's move on to the next task or let's move on to the next thing which I need to create or do, which kind of means, you know, myself and I guess you, if you are in that boat, kind of rarely kind of take that moment to just appreciate yourself for what you've done and what you've achieved so I really kind of tried to prioritize that this week and I I did it I did exactly that I paused and reflected on this achievement and you know I'm gonna be honest it is huge like this is a huge deal for me and I'm so proud of myself because like if you had have told me in that midst of my eating disorder those years ago that in the kind of near future like really it was you know, three years or so when I was really in the darkest place with my eating disorder. Like if you had have told me that, you know, I would have recovered and I would actually be holding a fucking fundraiser dedicated to bringing awareness to the lived experience of eating disorders. Like I would have thought you were absolute like insane. You were just mad. Like that's not going to happen, but I'm here. This is my reality. And it's, it's bloody cool. I'm going to be completely honest, like to be able to be in this position to bring awareness 
and you know hopefully um inspiration to others who are in a position I was in um those years ago it's it's hard to describe like I'm, I'm just so excited nervous of course I'm nervous but yeah really excited anyway um I'll definitely like I said post those details in the description um, of this podcast and the social media posts I do for it for you wonderful listeners But I was really excited to hear some feedback already about this event. And this is kind of exactly what I was hoping for. I wanted people to feel comfortable to come and talk to me about, you know, what's the event, you know, what's it going to entail? And I guess even more so kind of what questions or topics people want to hear about during um, this night. Excuse me, I'm probably going to take a few pauses to drink some water to get through this podcast. So excuse me for the pauses. But um, yeah, this week, um, it was really great. You know, I spoke to a really beautiful person. I'm not going to name her. She doesn't need to be named. But I talked to her about the event and she actually asked me if we were going to cover a specific topic that she finds is a real struggle for herself. And when we talked about it, like when we talked about whether this was going to be in the night, you know, I was 100% confident that she was definitely not alone in this struggle because, I mean, we were both able to talk about it and we were both able to talk about, you know, how messed up it is. And this is, you know, what I'm actually going to be touching on today's episode. So there we were talking about recovery and how, I guess I'm going to refer to this as, I guess, an environmental trigger and how this environmental trigger affects someone who has ultimately recovered from an eating disorder and I'm actually really glad she brought this up because it's bloody important and we need to talk about it so this beautiful person asked how someone who's recovered from an eating disorder navigates social media you know the kind of social media that glorifies disordered eating and you know I I, it's tricky to say this but you know whether they're intending to and I say that with you know, those quotation finger marks, um, because part of me is like, can you really be that naive to think that you're not actively promoting disordered eating? Like, what do you think, well, like what message do you think is actually going to come across when you post this stuff? But anyway, yeah, you know, the kind of stuff that promotes diets, restrictions, overexercise, all that crap. I'm not going to go into my, I guess, annoyance with um, the intentions of social media content. I'm sure you already kind of understand where my stance on that is. Um, but I guess, you know, now I am only kind of speaking from my own experience with this. And I just want you to know that not you know, one person's recovery isn't going to be the same as the next person. And that's okay. Like, I don't want you to kind of, I guess, take what I'm saying as a gospel of everyone's recovery, because that's not the case at all. And as someone who has lived through an eating disorder and who has known a lot of people who have battled through an eating disorder, I know eating disorders are renowned for thriving in comparison and competition. So I just want to make it noted that I guess I ask you to please kind of put that, I guess, competition or comparison to the side for this conversation. I know that's difficult, but I just really want you to try and embrace this conversation with an open mind and hopefully not compare it to your recovery, someone else's recovery or, you know, anything like that. So when I was in the midst of my own experience, um, my own eating disorder, I pretty much swallowed toxic social media content like no tomorrow. Like, 
I'm quite serious when I say this, like it felt addictive. And for, you know, for a very plausible reason in my personal experience, like my behaviors, which manifested from my eating disorder, loved the shit out of this content because the content I consumed kind of praise my behaviors and like I said it may not be intended by the content creator but unfortunately no matter how again in quotation finger marks well intended your glamorization of disordered eating behavior is like what the fuck do you think is going to happen when people who are already engaging in disordered eating behaviors and are such a vulnerable population consume this content, like really, what do you think is going to happen? That's just, again, I'm getting on that rant again, but that's what I'm always going to come back to when I talk about the intentions behind social media content. So there I was kind of allowing this content to, I guess, fuel my behaviors and thoughts. And it was such a vicious cycle. To be honest, as I sit here and I guess when I look back at it with I guess my now healthy self speaking so much louder than my eating disorder voice I'd really actually feel quite sad for past me past Emma because looking back at it again with that open mind that healthy self speaking so much louder I feel like there were so many moments of hope where like before I obviously asked for help and spoke up about my illness kind of like I had those glimmers of hope that what I was doing wasn't okay. Like I had that glimmer that, you know, I like, I kind of wanted to be all right. And like, I wanted to heal and that I wanted to ask for help. I wanted to speak to someone, I wanted to talk to someone, but then like in the matter of a split second, sometimes like I would find myself in this social media abyss and this content would as like it would stop that healthy self from speaking and it would just really damper that glimmer of hope that kind of content would just start to kind of like increase the eating disorder voice and I guess rationalize that behavior and it was messed up to be completely honest with you especially sitting here now and thinking about it like it was really messed up so when I reached out for professional help and you know navigated um, my treatment plan to recovery. A huge step, again, in my own personal recovery journey is my own experience. Remember, not everyone's is the same, but my experience was the, it's not even like a want, it was a need, like it was a necessity to cut out this content full stop. Like through recovery, it was like, I I kind of describe it like there was this fogginess and it was starting to clear up. And I mean, the fogginess of those environmental triggers that kind of kept me in this loop. Like for so long, my eating disorder had kept that fog around me and made it really hard to decipher what kind of was beneficial content for me and what was hindering my recovery. And I guess that applies to all areas of life. It's not just about social media, um, you know, consumption. It relates to so many different areas, but, you know, we're talking about the social media content. So I'm going to talk about it like that. But there was just the thickest, dankiest, darkest fog around social media. And if I'm completely honest with you, it was like when I started recovering, it was like, you know, the light shone into it. And it was, I just had this huge reality check and it was quite, I don't know, I guess I'll use the term humbling because, you know, it's kind of, I guess you're kind of showing the light. I, I know that sounds quite cliche, but it's true. And I think if you have from, if you have recovered from an eating disorder, you're probably going to, I guess, um, what's the word, resonate with that um, when, you know, you, your fogginess goes. And I guess 
maybe if you haven't recovered or you're yet to reach out for help, hopefully that inspires you to see that you may feel like there's this big fog around you at the moment, but it does fade. The light does come in. I just want you to know that. But I had to make the conscious decision to kind of take action, like take real action against the triggers that were not helping me in any way, shape or form. And yeah, for me personally, a huge one was social media. Like I followed accounts that, you know, glittered up diets with, you know, beautiful words that we'd like to hear, like balance and mindfulness. And it's like when that fog started to disappear, when it was gone, you look at that and think like far out, like how, like these guys know their marketing audience. Like they know what they're doing. They know what to say. They know know what to, like what photos or videos to put with what they're saying. Like they bloody know what they're doing. And I was following accounts where, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, it was, you know, people who did like an ab check, you know, they lift up their um, shirts, look at their abs, all that kind of stuff, then showed, you know, a little film or photos about what they ate that day. And like, little did I know how damaging that was for me. Like at the time, again, I had that fog and I didn't realize when I was watching those videos, the voice in my head was like, See, Emma, like it's easy, like keep doing what you're doing, keep those behaviors going, you know, maybe try doing that and, you know, maybe try what they're eating for breakfast or lunch or whatever. And maybe you'll get that body you want and finally be happy. Like, seriously, I want you to rewind that last bit because that is so important. Really think about the thoughts that come about when you look at content like I just described, because I guess when I was going through recovery, when I was healing and I broke down the thoughts that came about when I looked at this content, when you break it down, it's actually quite scary, some of the thoughts that arise. And it's even scarier, I guess, from my perspective now with my healthy self screaming so much louder than my eating disorder voice, like just... I guess the normalization or I guess like the autopilot that those thoughts came on, if that makes sense. Like, you know, think about it, but these, this content has such a profound effect on us, especially those of us who I'm going to say it, like we are a vulnerable audience. Um, those battling eating disorders and disordered eating, because like I said, eating disorders, you know, they know how to play against you. They know how to manipulate you. And this content is just kind of that fuel to the fire, if we're completely honest. And I guess when I was navigating recovery, I knew that I couldn't live with both. Like I couldn't live working through recovery and doing the hard work whilst consuming this social media content. Like they are just two areas to things, I don't know, whatever you want to call them, but they're two areas which just don't coincide with one another in the slightest. And I had to make the decision. It was only like, I'm, I guess in recovery as well, like sure, we can have people that help us and guide us to recover and help. But at the end of the day, we're the ones who need to make the decision. We're the ones who need to make the decision to take the steps towards recovery. I had to ask myself, did I want recovery and to heal from this you know, the years and decades of just being in pain and suffering with myself? Or did I want to keep, you know, living this life? Like, did I want to recover or did I want to keep living that same life? 
And I'm going to be, yeah, like honest, like it was a horrible way of living. And I had to make the decision, am I going to change things or am I going to keep doing what I'm doing? And you're damn right. I chose recovery. Like, obviously you know that, but I just want to reiterate that I was strong. I was courageous and I made the choice to recover. So when I did that, I had to cull my social media. I guess not, I don't want to say I had to because I wanted to, like, it wasn't like it was forced upon me. I made the decision and this is what I knew was beneficial for me to reach recovery. So yeah, I culled the shit out of my social media and I worked super hard to question the content that you know, did pop up from time and time again. You know, I wasn't that passive recipient anymore where I just consumed the content without thinking about it, without thinking the damages of it. And I learned to, yeah, question the shit out of it, question what I saw. I asked myself, you know, what are the intentions behind this? Is this helpful for me? All the good critical thinking questions. Um, I actually have done a podcast dedicated to critical thinking and diet culture. So yeah, if you did want to hear more about that, um, there is one. Um, but I'm not going to go into too much detail about that here, but basically I need to take action or I wasn't going to get, get better. I wasn't going to be able to heal. I wasn't going to be able to recover. That's the reality. But, you know, I guess as I say this, you know, culling my social media and getting rid of that toxic, um, cult, um, toxic content, uh, social media content. Me personally, I'm kind of in a bit of a weird predicament when it comes to content because for my work and for my business, I often have to search bullshit diets and marketing techniques, which royally fucks with my algorithms, like things, Instagram and TikTok, love that for me. So unfortunately, I, I do get the odd toxic crap pop back in. And this is, I think it's actually important that I'm bringing this up now, because now that I do think about it, because like... I don't want to bullshit to you and say, if you make X, Y, and Z changes, everything's going to be okay because that's not life. Like, I'm sorry, but that's not how it works. We're going to be challenged. We're going to have to fall back on our lessons we've learned because the diet industry isn't changing anytime soon. And unfortunately for us, that means the glamorization of before and after photos, the bullshit content of, you know, the booty or ab workouts, you know, all that kind of crap. That's the shit that gets the most attention. That's the shit that gets the likes. They get the engagement. So I would be ridiculously stupid to sit here and say that, you know, you're not going to be subjected to this content again. It's, it's just not reality. So what do we do then? Honestly, it has taken a lot of time in practice. So I'm not going to sit here and say it just, it's a, skill that happens overnight but it is so important to detach yourself it's important to remove yourself from I guess the emotions um and I guess letting this content have power over you because I guess like what I'm about to say is really simple. Like it is basic stuff but unfortunately we aren't doing it so I need to say it but the simple thing is, and what I guess the most important thing to realize at the end of the day is, um, you know, it's you, you're important that you, I've got to get my words out here, but like you are the one who gets to choose what content you consume. Yes. The algorithms may throw in a curveball now and again, but you still get to choose what you do with this content. Are you going to engage and keep reading or keep watching these shitty videos? 
or are you going to say, oh, fucking algorithms have got me again and unfollow or move away from that content? Ask yourself that. Like it is that simple, but very hard at the same time. But, you know, we are working hard to call out diet culture, to call out the glamorization of eating disordered, uh, eating disorders and disordered eating behaviors and, you know, overexercise, all that crap. But we're not there yet. And this shit is going to continue to circulate whether we like it or not. But you have the power. I want you to say it out loud. I'm saying it. You have the power. I have the power. We have the power to choose what we do with this content. I like that. It's kind of a nice reminder that you're in charge. Just whenever you're feeling down about social media or anything, remind yourself, you have the power. You just, you have to disconnect and detach yourself from this shit. Like you need to be the one who calls yourself out and that's hard, but it's, I guess the hard pill to swallow. You have to be the one. Like, I guess you got to ask yourself, like, why are you going down this rabbit hole of toxic content? Like, I guess, like, what are you hoping to find? That's really what I struggled with in the beginning, like asking myself, what was I hoping to find? What was I hoping to feel? Because when I, and I guess when you honestly answer these questions, it really does become super clear what you are missing in your life. And I think most importantly, I guess, what you may need help with. And there's no fucking shame in that. Like, I promise you, like, if you're asking these questions that I've spoken about, And your answer to it is, I'm struggling. Like I have an eating disorder, food or exercise is ruling my life. Like if you answer with that question, honestly, there is no fucking shame in that. I just want to repeat that again. There is no shame in that. And that is super powerful. That is so, I guess that is strength within itself. Identifying that you may need professional help or just to talk to someone that is powerful. And when you... I guess be honest with yourself and answer that question that way that's the first step to reaching recovery and finding treatment and taking back control like overall just taking back control and you know if you are scrolling hoping to find the next quick fix to lose weight to fit into this dress you know all that kind of crap you need to ask yourself why why do you think that finding the next quick fix is necessary? Like, are you placing your worth and happiness on your body? Are you struggling with body dysmorphia? Like all those things, like all those answers are real and they're all worthy of speaking up about. Because like I said, when you answer those questions, honestly, don't bullshit yourself because you can't bullshit yourself when you're being honest with yourself. But when you're honest and answer them, that's when the magic happens. And I really challenge you to lean into that. Fire out, man. I feel like I could honestly talk about this topic all day, um, but I think that's a good note to finish on. And like I said, this question was brought up in relation to, I guess, are we going to talk about it on the night um, of stories of hope and recovery? And yeah, damn right we are. I'm going to go into it in more detail, but the question that this incredible person asked me, I just thought was like, I guess too important not to talk about it earlier. Like I could have waited until the event to yeah get this word out, but yeah, we just spoke about this conversation and it was like, yeah, I know you're not alone. I was there. I know how much of a trigger this was for me um, in my eating disorder, but I guess 
talking about it from the perspective of someone with a lived experience of an eating disorder as well as a lived experience of recovery um I hope it's just insightful to see that I guess something that's quite triggering for you right now and kind of keeps certain behaviors going you can overcome that when you recover you just, I don't know it's kind of like you have this massive toolbox of things to fall back on when you are triggered because like I said we're not going to change things like diet culture is going to keep putting out the shit it puts out but recovery just gives you this incredible toolbox to be like oh cool I know this situation I know that this used to be a trigger for me anymore but I'm not letting this have power over me I'm choosing recovery I'm choosing to quiet that eating disorder voice and this is a tool that I'm going to fall back on so hopefully that can be a bit inspiring if you are struggling at the moment because I just can't stress enough that you're not alone that you know, eating disorders, you know, they they make you feel lonely. They make you feel like you're the only one that's battling through this. And it's very good at, yeah, I guess, um, alienating you and just detaching you, not from reality, but I guess from the idea that people are there to help and support you. It's very good at that. But yeah, um, I guess I also want to finish um, this podcast on the idea that if you do have any specific questions you would like answered on the night or maybe even um, a podcast about eating disorder recovery any questions or comments I've seriously would love to hear them because I want to put out content and I guess podcasts that really resonate and help help you Um, I know it's not going to be it's nowhere near recovery like this isn't what it's trying to be but I guess it's trying to bring awareness to eating disorders and the struggles and I guess help you I guess answer some questions you might have um, about someone who has recovered um, and my experiences because I'd get, I'm in such a powerful I guess an incredible position right now to have recovered to have found my strength to talk about this and to share my story and that's something I didn't think was ever going to happen so to be able to offer this um yeah I just want to make sure that it's providing the best education and information it can so please ask as many questions as you'd like um I do want to <coughs> excuse me say that if you do wish to do this anonymously anonymously I can never pronounce that word it's like an enemy um but I'm going to create one of those anonymous question links things whatever it is that I've seen on Instagram a bit lately because I understand that it's not always easy to talk about this and to ask those questions and I understand that you know maybe you do have questions but maybe you're not quite ready to talk about it openly yet and that is totally fine so keep a lookout for this link or just message me if you are comfortable on Instagram either way I'll put my um, Instagram handle at the bottom of this description if you don't have it for you to do that as well. So yeah, I hope this um, episode has been beneficial for you. And I say it again, I say this all the time, but if you do have any questions or experiences you want to share, please let me know. Um, And as always, I will add the links to resources at the bottom of this podcast. If you do um, find yourself struggling or if something has triggered some emotions in you today. So the Butterfly Foundation Lifeline, they'll all be linked as always. But yeah, the more we speak about this um, topic, um, this area, the more light we're going to be bringing to that shame. And I challenge you to step into that light.